It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's good, Buckeye Nation? Welcome to Fan First. Uh, man, I haven't podcasted in so long. I forgot it. Fan First Sports Network Instant Recap Show for Land Grant Holy Land. I am your host, Jordan, for the first time in first time this season. Uh, and I'm here with Justin. How you doing, Justin? I'm good, man. Good to, good to be with you again, Jordan. I know we did a couple of these last year, and so yeah. it's good to be back. Yeah, and um, I know, I know, you know, everyone expects us to talk about Buckeyes, but I, you know, I think maybe we should talk about uh, Kent State losing uh, Sean Lewis. I know we haven't really got a chance to talk about it. Those are the uh, important things in life. Uh, he's at Colorado and got demoted, so it's like, why talk about the Buckeyes when we can talk about Kent State? I got the I got the shirt on. Uh, maybe we should just uh, hijack the podcast, talk about the real things that matter in life. That's if, if for anybody listens to this and Bucketheads, I doubt there's too many, but if there is anybody, <laughs> they know I pretty much start every episode off with a little four or five minute rant about Kent State. This one was basketball, obviously, because they yeah. lost in overtime to James Madison. But um, yeah, it's always fun. I always love talking Kent State. I don't under uh, Colorado lost 56 to 14. So obviously demoting Sean Lewis was the problem there. Yeah, uh, or Sean Lewis was the I don't I, I, I mentioned that to Matt <laughs> on the last I didn't do the recap pod for Michigan State, but uh, who did they play before that? Oof. Penn State? No. I don't feel like those are a game. Nebraska, Minnesota. One of those Minnesota. games. It's one of the games. One of the games Ohio State won by 20. It was the Rutgers. Yeah. The Rutgers. Game. Yeah, Rutgers, Rutgers, Rutgers. I said, um, I said, you know, I, I'm not a I, you know, I know a lot of Ohio State fans want Ryan Day to give up play calling and stuff. I'm not, you know, I don't really have a huge opinion on that. But if Sean Lewis is available, I will go to Boulder myself and drive yeah. to Columbus and him and Ryan Day can can call the plays because I think Sean Lewis is truly a, a one of the best in the business. So I'm definitely biased because I know him and he's a very, very nice guy, but uh, I still also think he's good at his job. So, yeah, I mean, it, it can be biased, but it's also he won true. a bowl game with Kent State. I mean, there's people, yeah. I saw a lot of comments when he, when he did get demoted. We'll get to Ohio State in a sec, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> but when he did get demoted, I saw a lot of comments like, well, what do you do at Kent State? They just won one bowl game. I'm like, like what do you only do? bowl game <laughs> since the, the 70s? The <laughs> Like, That's the first appearance since the seventies. First, yeah, first appearance, first win ever. Like that yeah. is basically a national championship for most schools. Yeah. So I have a shirt 
of the Frisco Bowl. You know, Big Ten is for Kent State <laughs> alumni. It's Man, I need, real. So I need to I need to get me one of those. They're one and in then, ten. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then and then on top of that, like Penn State gets Dante Cephas and he looks like he's never played wide receiver That's before. Unbelievable. He had a thousand yards under him. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. The, the, the dude the dude is good. Okay. <laughs> like yeah. he, he's good. I will uh I will personally give him Parker Fleming's salary times three. <laughs> yeah. Like Parker Fleming's salary, and then add some more on top of it. Parker Fleming just can't be there anymore yeah. uh, for him to call the place. Uh, so, yeah. But all right, I guess we can. I guess we can get into Ohio State. Ohio State beats Minnesota, uh, thirty-seven to three. This is the second week in a row that we are an NFL kick away from having a shutout, which is it's it's only going to happen to Ohio State because. You were just telling me Iowa's kicker missed the extra point, and then we get these freaking NFL kickers booting fifty yarders, fifty yarders to stop us from getting shutouts. So I, I don't know how that happens, but uh, slow first half, 13-0. They were moving the ball. Um, speaking of Parker Fleming, the the punt return situation is awful. So I think it was like like three yard line, 11, 10, 12, six or something like that was our starting field position. So they moved the ball in the first half, didn't put no points up, uh, 13-0. And then they came out and scored two touchdowns in like 67 seconds in the second half and just shut the door. They woke up and they're like, why, why are we doing this? <laughs> um, so 37 to three, do you have any thoughts on the game? Uh, is this, I, I imagine, I know the answer, but how how do you feel about this game as the tune-up before next week? Yeah, the one thing I will say is it's always nice. I mean, basically two weeks in a row now they've had no stress, uh, you know, going into the game. For some reason, Michigan seems to like having stress going into the game because remember last year they, if it wasn't for Jake Moody, they would have lost Illinois yeah. going into the game. And then this year with the Maryland thing that happened today. So um, it's nice not having that. It's nice, you know, not don't play with your food. Minnesota's not a good team. Just beat them. It was like you said, it was 13 nothing at the half, but it felt like it was like 20 to 20 or 27 to nothing. Uh, just a couple of missed throws by kind of by McCord in the red zone. But other than that, um, like you said, they came out. Trayvon Henderson hit immediately. And then, you know, you get a basically a fumble six. You know, they scored right after that. So um, give Marvin Harrison a touchdown for the Heisman stuff and, you know, kind of just keep moving on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Trayvon is so good. It is. It is yeah. so nice. It is so nice to have him back. Uh, I know a lot of people, and it's it's one of those things where it's like Ohio State doesn't really share injuries, um, and you have unfortunately some toxic fans of I'm sure no one that listens to this, and so there was a lot of negativity in the air about him, and then you see him this year, and it's like no, he he really was injured, and they just didn't tell us. Like, and then and then it kind of makes sense not to go back too far in history, but he how frustrated he was at the end of the season is in his uh, availability. And then he comes out in the spring and he basically like dunks on the coaches saying he was playing injured and everybody was like, Oh wow, that's interesting. And then you see him this year and it's like, Oh yeah, no, no, he, he, he was really injured. Yeah, he was uh, injured. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like he, he still has it. He's still, he's still the guy that we saw uh, his freshman year. He just injured. And so going, like you mentioned, going into the game with no stress, but not only just going in with no stress, going in with, all of the starters healthy, healthy, right? Yeah. Like Marv is good. Haven't heard anything about his ankle. Knock on wood. Uh, I mean, Emeka comes back, has his best game in uh, like wow. since Notre Dame, basically. Uh, he's healthy. I saw the stat. Like he had 80 yards catching. He had 83 total, and he had 81 total in his last three games played. Uh, I mean, we 
Trey has, I think Trey, so Trey rushed for 146. So he didn't reach 150. So he's had at 140 and at least one touchdown in the last three games, I think it was. Uh, so he's, he's bad. And Marv is, I mean, Marv didn't do anything today because he didn't have to. He, like, yeah. He's not going to win the Heisman because they're not force feeding him, but right. he got out there. He did some cardio. Uh, he stayed warm and limber for next week. So, I mean, this is exactly what you want. McCord is, I know most people are saying that he isn't getting better. I think that there are some flaws in his game that he's not going to improve on into the offseason. But as a whole, as far as operating the offense, I think that he's gotten better. And he's, I think he's gotten better at the Marvis here somewhere. Like in the beginning, it was like, dog, didn't you play with Marvin High School? Uh, like, why are you not throwing it to him in, in need? And I think he's, you know better than that so in my opinion i think this is how you want to enter the game um i I can't think and then the defense man i mean what what can you say about the defense aside from this is the best defense i've seen in a long time yeah i can't think maybe 2019 uh obviously that was really good defense too but but it's it's hard to think back on how many I just feel so comfortable, and it's crazy to say because Michigan has a lot of great weapons. I mean, Blake Corum is Blake Corum. You know who he is at this point. I don't know what Roman Wilson's status is. He took a big hit in the Maryland game, and they pulled him immediately. Yeah, um, and put it. They put a shirt on him quick. So I don't know if he's if I mean I guess as long as he passes concussion, he looked fine on the sideline. Yeah, I heard they said it was precautionary, but you never know. Like, yeah, no one really tells the truth at these things. Exactly. So. We'll probably know more as the week goes on. And honestly, with the way it is, we probably won't know more as the week goes on because they don't yeah. really share anything because they don't have to. Right. So um, so we'll see. But they have a lot of weapons. But I just think the defense is – that was why I was talking to a, a friend of mine who's actually a Michigan fan a couple – like a week ago. And he was like, what makes you feel better about this game, knowing like you have kind of the same offense, just take out CJ Stroud and put a Kyle McCord, which I'm a Kyle McCord fan, but objectively that is a step down. Yeah, um, of course. And I was like, well, the defense is, I think – four to five times better and yeah. that helps you know i don't think this it, the the early preliminary weather reports is like 29 degrees and snowy so you know get henderson and quorum yeah has a better game at that point that's what that's going to be i don't know what's wrong with jj mccarthy i've never been huge on him but the past two i mean i guess i can't say he looked bad against penn state he didn't, no. look, like any, he didn't look like anything <laughs> he just didn't do anything I mean, then, that's the thing. I don't think anything's wrong with him. I think he just played scrubs for 10 games in a row. Yeah. Now he's finally played someone, and he's back to what we saw the previous, you know, the year and a half before that. Yeah, and then today against Maryland, he looked – I mean, he had a horrible pick in the end zone. He had a wide-open touchdown pass that he – for some reason, if he just floats it in the end zone, the receiver – I forget who it was, but runs under it, and he just put a bullet on him for no reason kind of behind him. It was just kind of a weird – so I think both teams are going in with somewhat of a – kind of a question mark at quarterback. I think the Kyle McCord stuff is at this point, we you objectively see there is a first half Kyle McCord and a second half Kyle McCord. I don't really know the reason for it. Uh, I've talked with Matt on these recap pods about like, it seems like he's just progressing in game. He's not actually progressing game to game, which is, you know, a concern in and of itself. But um, I don't, again, I don't think he's played like poorly. He's still fourth in the country in QBR. I still think he avoids the big mistake. Uh, which is a big thing when you have a great defense and a good running game. Just don't make a huge mistake. And again, like you said, you got Marvin Harrison to bail you out. 
that was always funny when I heard the criticism being Kyle McCord was, well, he wasn't that good in high school. It was just he had Marvin Harrison. To play with. He still but, has him. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, even if that's true, he still is throwing to Marvin Harrison. So that's not like, really a good point. Like It's like, okay, well. Yeah, okay. So his bailout is still the same person. That's yeah. so, I, I've never understood that argument. It's like, like the same person who's better. Like who's yeah, better than yeah. like object like Marvin Harrison was not a great high school player. He wasn't the best recruit they got in the class of no. And and so, then he, he like he worked himself into that. And now he's yeah. the best player in the country. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's it's crazy. So you know, you always have him. I think that's gonna be a super fun how Michigan throws, you know, Will Johnson and Mike Sandstrill and all that's because they got a good secondary at, at Marvin Harrison and Ibuka will be fun. I think Ibuka being healthy for this game is yeah, ginormous because he just takes so much pressure off Marv. You saw it in the Notre Dame game when Marv was a little banged up and it wasn't his best game. Egbuka was the bailout, you know. So that's gonna be that's just gonna be huge. And I just think that, like you said, they're healthy. Henderson looks the best he's looked. I think he's been the X factor all season for them. Just the the home run ability that Chip and Mayan just really don't have. Dallin Hayden probably has, but obviously they're pretty content on trying to hold his red shirt. So. Um, I think Trey is a first round back if he's healthy. So you don't have that with these other guys and they're going in healthy. I'm I was, Eichenberg apparently dressed, he just didn't play. So that's fine. Yeah. I don't, you don't I mean, need him. It's Minnesota. No, like no. Cody Simon looked great. I mean, you yeah. Jack Sawyer had the best game. It's like, it's, it's Minnesota. These guys are going to step up. So, and, and, and that's the thing. Like you, like you keep naming, like Cody Simon had a great game. Jack Sawyer had the best game of his career. Travion is doing what he's doing. It's like, every player is on the rise, right? Like there's not a single player that I can name and say like, oh, this player's had a bad couple weeks. Jermaine Matthews is about to be a freshman All-American. I mean, is Denzel, does Denzel Burke even play anymore? Like they they stopped, they stopped throwing the ball to him. It's like, he just takes away an entire side of the field every game. It's It's just like, you you don't, you never hear his name unless he's making a tackle. Like he had a great open field tackle today, which was, you know, one of the few concerns he like he like you know Davidson has his things. I'm not as low on Davidson as some people, but Davidson likes to hit. He reminds us me he a little bit like more. <laughs> yeah, he reminds me a little bit more of some like when our secondary was really booming, and so some people were a little worried about Denzel because he didn't really play the one run well. That's not true anymore. So he's playing well. Sonny Styles is awesome. It's, it's just like even yeah, even even Steel Chambers who had a rough couple games in the middle of the season. There's been no burned, you know, there's been no like kick steel chambers off the team rhetoric on Twitter because he's playing better. So it's just there's every and it's just it, even the offensive line, you know, you had the one Fryer is always good for one play where he just gets bullied. Right. He just tries to play. Did did I mean, has. um uh what's the other one's name josh simmons he didn't fall start today like, every, like <laughs> anytime he's not penalized in the game because yeah. i don't think he was that's a good that's a good game yeah so i'm just like it's everything is everything is working up to this really like kind of positive thing and so this is the best that i felt going into the game in a while and i'm, I'm happy to be doing this because i mean we should be talking about minnesota but what is it to talk about right defense held them under 200 yards total uh, two interceptions. The only thing that only thing was missing in this game was a was a touchdown, and the defense tried to do everything they could to get a touchdown. Before the season, I predicted five defensive touchdowns, so I'm like on the edge of my seat, and they didn't happen. We're at four, almost there, and Should've I was like, "Got it." But uh, yeah, Jordan Hancock was was that Jordan Hancock that was kind of running in front of JTT? Yeah, yeah, because he won, he wanted the, the air. He wanted. To, he thought he was going to get the pitch. <laughs> yeah, 
I thought no. he, in his defense, I did think he was going to pitch it. Yeah, but and then he once also you realize you're not going to. You got to get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's funny. It's funny because Jordan Hancock was like, "Dog, I wanted the pitch." He was like, "All right, you know yeah. what? I'm gonna just do it myself." <laughs> he still didn't score, but he went out there and got one for himself. So he did, and and I mean, I love Josh Proctor. I do wish he, uh, I do wish he would catch interceptions and not yeah. just let him hit him. <laughs> but uh, I think Proctor's been playing great. It's got to be terrifying for some of these receivers to have Davidson and Josh Proctor out there because both those dudes just love to hit. Mm-hmm. Also, just to say uh, something real quick, since we are doing this live, uh, Jordan Travis just broke his ankle for Florida State. Sheesh. So that's that's not good. He looks very bad, and they brought the card out very fast for him. Oh, man. So that's oh. a playoff concern for them. And they're also losing 13 nothing to Northern Alabama. Oh, my so that's God. Very that's very that is That's tough. A lot going on. So. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, like, I, I want to be mindful of saying this, but, like, that's the best thing about this Ohio State team, right? They ha- like every all of these teams have had their clunkers. All of these teams, like you know, a bunch of teams yeah. have lost and done this stuff. And it's like we haven't always looked great, but we haven't lost. And really, aside from the Notre Dame game, we haven't even felt like we were going to lose. Like I didn't feel like Penn State was going to beat us, right? So it's like this team is taking care of business in a way that is different than what we expect. But if we're being honest. It didn't work, right? CJ, best, like, top five quarterback in the league right now, having one of the best rookie seasons ever. I've said it forever. He's the best quarterback in Ohio State history as far as talent. I understand statistics and wins and things coming to that as well. And we didn't win the Big Ten. So does it matter if if it looks like what it's supposed to, if what it's supposed to led to two straight losses to Michigan, right? Like, that's been my feeling the whole season. If we're winning, I don't care what it looks like because we had the flashy offense and we had all of these things and we still lost to Michigan. This this defense, win, lose, or draw, this defense is not going to be bullied like it was against Michigan. Like, that's not happening. We've seen teams try to do it. It's not happening. Yeah, I think um, I mean, that's 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 what a lot of people have said. They're like, you know, oh, you know, was it fun watching C.J. Stroud and Olave and Wilson and, and Harrison last year? And, and these guys, you know, beat Michigan State 49 nothing in the first half. Yeah. yeah, that's so fun. But, again, in the last three years, it hasn't led to anything, you know? No. And that's not C.J. Stroud's fault at all. No, I mean, not obviously at all. a defensive thing, um, you know. But it, when you look at now, it's like, okay, defense is – it's such a cliche thing, but look at Georgia. Defenses win championships, right? And, and everyone I, tries to say that it doesn't, but it, it literally does still. Like, Yeah, it, like, can I can I truly say – and this is a probably – like, Stetson Bennett didn't get, I think, enough credit because he was he – was, I mean, he went – he was a Heisman candidate, you know. But I think a lot of people would agree Stetson Bennett wasn't anything. He wasn't Joe Burrow. He wasn't C.J. No. Stroud. But they had – he did exactly what he had to do for Georgia – while Georgia had an amazing defense, they had good weapons around him, a great O line, and they, you know, they they got the job done two years in a row, and they are really, really good again this year. So, you know, it's it's it, those things. Obviously, you know, we watched the game last year against Georgia. You know, anytime your offense—that's why I was when people criticize CJ Stroud for being zero two against Michigan. Anytime your offense scores forty points and loses, I'm not pointing at the offense. Yeah, like, like nobody likes a defensive yeah. thing, obviously. <laughs> nobody likes to play the stats games, but CJ bought out two years in a row against Michigan. Yeah, no, it, was, it just it yeah. just sounds like a loser to say, Well, he had 300 passing yards. Like it doesn't yeah. do anything, but it's true, but it just doesn't get you anywhere. Exactly. So I mean, in those two Michigan games, the defense allowed 87 points and yeah. you lost. So <laughs> like, what are you supposed to do? It's tough. That, yeah. So. so do I think and I think this gear, you know, I got a lot of faith in the defense. It's gonna be a, a run heavy game in general, just because of what the weather is looking to be like and because they're two better running teams and throwing the ball than throwing teams. Yeah. I do think another difference in this game, um, and it was the difference in the Penn State game, is Marvin Harrison. Yep. Michigan doesn't have that. 
They don't and have – Rome Wilson's good, but he's not Marvin Harrison. No. So, you know, they have – Ohio State, if it does get to be a slog where nobody can get anything done, Ohio State does have a guy who can probably bail them out. I don't think – I think Michigan's secondary is very good. I don't think Will Johnson and Mike Sandstrill are, are especially better than Johnny Dixon and Kalen King. No. You know, they're all – Oh, they're all in a Kalen King is going so, in the first round. Oh, yeah. Kalen King is, uh, is one of the best corners in the country, and so is Will Johnson. So, you know, I, but Marvin Harrison, it's never mattered. It didn't matter no. last year. Marvin Harrison, you know, had had a great game. So it's it's all of these things that um, it is just everything is kind of coming together, it seems, at the right time. And mm-hmm. that's where, you know, and then you got to ask yourself if you do lose next week, you know. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. So, and, and, and that's the thing. So like, I got, I, I, we won't take too much longer, right? We'll get out of here, but I just have to get something off my chest, right? Like everyone has been saying like, this is Michigan's best team in, under hardball and all these other kind of things. And it was making, it was driving me crazy. Cause I'm like, I'm watching these games. Am I that big of a hater that I don't see what everyone else sees? I'm sorry. This Michigan team is not that good. They're like, it, that does not mean we can't lose. Rivalry things happen. UCLA just put up like 38 on USC, and you can't tell me that technically USC UCLA is a better team than UCLA, USC. Obviously, we know Lincoln Riley quit and all these other kind of things, and you know, like we don't have to get into that. But like, we can still lose the game. I mean, I don't think Michigan was the better team the last two years. Michigan has never. I don't think Michigan in the last 20 years, 23 years, has had a better team than Ohio State. There are still some losses. So, good team or not, doesn't matter for the win and loss. But I don't think that this is a really good team. I was watching the Penn State game. That was Penn, uh, Blake Corum had his first touchdown all season. Out of his like 20 touchdowns, his first touchdown all season that wasn't within the five yard line. Do you remember yeah. Blake Corum the last two years? He was breaking off 15, 20, 30, 40 yard touchdowns once a game almost. He All of his touchdowns were within the five. They don't have the explosive running element. Donovan Edwards hasn't looked that good. Their offensive, you see, I mean, Maryland got back into the game by getting pressure on JJ. Penn State got so much pressure that they literally just stopped throwing the ball. Um, and they don't have the first round edge rushers they've had the last two years. So if we don't win this one, there needs to be some conversations about the program and not the players, the, the actual program, because for all the things the last two years, Michigan was talented. You can see that by how their players are playing in the league, right? But this year, they've lost all those guys, and the, the guys that they have returning aren't playing to the level that they had previously. Great. Blake Corm has 300 touchdowns. But they he's not doing anything outside the five. So it's yeah. just like – and Sharon Moore, for whatever reason, I don't think – JJ is as bad as Sharon's play calling the last two games, although I'm not a fan of him. But Sharon just does not want to throw the ball with him. No, it's definitely all. a hard it's, it's definitely situation. a hardball element to it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just I feel for a lot of reasons, I feel really good going into this game. Not it's never gonna be easy. The game is never easy, but and it's funny That's you mentioned the yeah, you mentioned the Marv thing. Like, people were saying that, like, it's a bad thing. Like, Ohio State only won the game because they have Marvin Harrison Jr. Well, that's why you recruit. Like, that's, that's the have, point. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's, I've, I've seen Ohio State fans, like, in comments, stuff like, where would this team be without him? Marvin Harrison and Trayvon Henderson? Uh, well, where we don't need to be without their two best players. It's, it's like, oh, 
like why is like why is Ohio State being penalized for recruiting good yeah. players who play good? Yeah. Like that's how sports like, works. Where would the yeah. Lakers be without LeBron and AD? Mm, it's like God, but where would where would Florida Gators be without Tim Tebow? Like, yeah. where, like it's just that that's the point. Like, where would Alabama be without Nick Saban? I, we're gonna find out eventually, but like that's dumb. Like that's just a, a dumb statement to make. You recruit and you develop these guys for this moment, and if Marvin Harrison Jr. has to single handedly win the game for you, that's why you He's get Marvin Harrison it. Jr. And then that's why you go and get Carnell Tate. And then that's why you go and get Jeremiah Smith. And the list goes on and on and on because you want those guys to be able to take over a game for you. So what? You needed, you know, Trey to run for 70 yards to get a win. That's why you get Trey. And and as we started it with all these guys are playing at their best. It's I mean, anything can happen. Right. We've seen it the last two years, but I feel really good going into it. That's that's what I have to say. I feel better going into last year. I felt really good only really because it was in Columbus yeah. and because of CJ Stroud. I was like, you know, normally if you have the better quarterback, you can win games. It's kind of what I thought. And then they kind of didn't. And also to JJ McCarthy's credit, he looked, he had to the best game of his career last year against Ohio yeah. State. Now were a lot of those throws just pitching catches because there was breakdowns in the secondary, yes. uh, but you still have to make those, you still have to make the throws. And, um, you know, JJ made every throw he had to make last year. Dominic Edwards popped off like 300 yards or something like that, and they won the game. Um, I just, like you said, I always forget to play Corm didn't even play in the game last year. Yeah. Um, which is it's hard. I to think he played the first, he played the first half, out. and then, yeah, Donovan Edwards. Yeah, he just... played like a little bit. But um, so we'll see. Uh, I, I just, you know, obviously, and also it's in Ann Arbor, so anything's possible in that regard. I think, you know, um, where it is does matter. If Trayvon Henderson wasn't healthy, I'd feel really bad. I'd yeah. feel really uncomfortable, but I think he can truly be a difference maker um, for this entire offense. It just opens up the passing game. And I think just, you know, it, I was watching uh, somebody posted highlights of the sort of in 2018 game where Dwayne Haskins just were with Dwayne Haskins. And we are watching that game, and all it is is slant routes, yep. mesh patterns, and he's completing every pass, and it's he's living it up to Olave and other guys to just make yards after the catch. And that's what this offense should be with Kyle McCord. Not because yep. Kyle McCord isn't incredibly – he's a very talented player, but with Egbuka and with Harrison and with Carnell Tate and the, the receivers that you have, Cade Sto- I think Cade Stover is going to play a huge role in this game. Yep. You know, he, that's how these guys are going to get open best, and that's how they're going to – you know, you kind of take take a little bit of the decision-making out of Kyle McCord's hands, and I think that's an important thing. I think we're so used to – Fields and CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud is, I don't, I'm comfortable saying, I think, might be the most accurate passer I've ever seen in college. Yeah, football. absolutely. It's, it's incredible the windows he puts balls in. McCord just doesn't have that. That's no. not a shot to McCord. That's how good Stroud was. That's right. why I think people get confused sometimes. So if they can, I think if you just play call like that with, with the pass, especially in, a, in cold weather and stuff, play call like that with the passing game, let Harrison Egbuka catch the ball in space and get out and, and make plays with their legs because they're both incredibly good in space. And, you know, really, Trayvon Henderson's got to probably have 25 touches, you know, and then hope your defense holds because the defense up until last, for last year, the defense looked really good, too. Yeah, I, I still think this is a whole different level that I think you saw some cracks in the defense last year that just not great opponents couldn't take advantage of the Michigan could. But um, but yeah, we'll see. I, I was going to say, like, what is the, what is the bet? What is the worst moment the defense has had all year? In your opinion, yeah, I literally I don't think I can point to one. Honestly. You probably have to say Notre Dame, which was the third game of the season, right? And with that, you don't want to like I'm not trying to make excuses, but that's the offense's fault. 
Because the defense, I literally looked at it. The defense was, it was like, I'm not even going to try to remember it. But essentially, the offense was on the field for less than like seven, eight minutes of game time when the defense gave up those points. And it was like, yeah, they're tired. Like, of course, they like the offense isn't giving them anything. They can't catch a break. So they get and if the off, it's almost it's how it's exactly how I feel about the Penn State Michigan game. Right. If the if the offense scores two more touchdowns, if they move the ball, they score two more touchdowns. Nobody remembers that the defense gave up those two long drives. But because the offense wasn't scoring it, that almost changed the game. Everyone talks about how Michigan ran the ball down Penn State's throat, but if you look at the drive start chart, they punted like five times in a row. If Penn State's offense moves, the narrative if, if Penn State's offense can score, the narrative flips and it's Penn State shut down Michigan's run game because they ran for like four yards of carry. They didn't really bully Penn State. It, literally, you look at the drive chart, it's punt, 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 punt. Then they turn the ball over, and it's the one play 30 yard touchdown, which is the first again touchdown outside the five all year. But the narrative, the narrative is different because of the outcome of the game. The defense hasn't really had a bad moment all year, right? Mm -hmm. They give up a 40 yard run to Rutgers on a fake. Okay, that happens. They're on scholarship too, right? The offense can't can't stay on the field. You was just a cool play call too, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I was talking about that. I was like, you know, sometimes hat. All right, that's cool. That works. Yeah, I I would say this: if Michigan, and this is not a Michigan thing, this is my faith in the defense. If Michigan comes out and exposes something in this defense, I'd be surprised because I think I like to think that I'm critical and I like to really watch the games and and I can't tell you the weakness of this team that is exploitable. That's not to say we could never lose, right? You still potentially have to play Michigan. You potentially have to play Georgia, all these other teams. But there's not a thing that I'm going into this game like we can't do this, especially on defense. Yeah. So, and I also, last year, there was one play in the Michigan game that I think completely turned the, well, there's a couple plays, but there was one play that stands out. I'm trying to, I was at the game. So, you know, sometimes when you're at the game, it's like hard to watch the game if that makes sense. But I've never watched it back because why would I? Um, so I'm trying to like remember it exactly. But basically, it was it was early. It was early. I think it was Ohio State's got a field goal to start the game, right? So I think it was three nothing. I think it was Michigan's first touchdown. Uh, to who was it? That two was it? Cornelius Johnson. That uh, I believe it was Cornelius I, Johnson. I, I, I honestly don't even remember. Whichever Michigan receiver had the two big touchdowns. His yeah. first one was a it was a called blitz by Jim Knowles, and it was almost perfect but jj mccarthy just kind of sidestepped it made a quick pass to cornelius johnson and they missed the tackle tackle and he was gone those are the kinds of plays that last year's defense missed that this year's defense doesn't right either they get that sack or they knock it down at the at the line or they just make a tackle and it's an eight yard game when's the last time this defense has missed a tackle like obviously i'm sure it's happened like tackling teams i've seen in a while at Ohio because that's been that's been one of the main things is like these guys you know, you get them in the open field, they're missing tackles, and all of a sudden a 10-yard reception turns into an 80-yard touchdown. So that's what they just haven't done this year. And when I look at Michigan, especially if Roman Wilson's actually hurt, when I look at Michigan's weapons, they're talented, but I don't. there's no Marvin Harrison of that group, and that's that's yeah. kind of the difference. Same with Penn State. I thought Dante Cephas might be that, but they don't know how to play him. So, no. Um, and they Drew need Larry, they need to hire Sean Lewis. They do. They need to hire somebody. They're <laughs> going to hire somebody because they fired Yerkich, but yeah. um, they're in a very weird spot. But – you know, I, I just think that that, like you said, I'd be surprised. I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan won. Michigan's a very good team, and yeah, you know, they they it's they a rivalry game. They, yeah, it's a rivalry game at in Arbor. But I'd be surprised if the reason they won was because of you know 
a defensive mishap or something of that regard. I think if they win this game, it'll just be because their defense is really good too. And Ohio state struggles to move the ball kind of like Penn state. Just, yeah. You know, they made the plays when they had to. I agree. Uh, I'm, I'm, if you can't tell by how I'm speaking, I'm, 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 I got an Ohio state win. Um, I just have one question before we get out of here. And it's actually not about the Michigan game. I want to ask this before the Michigan game, because obviously if we lose, it changes everything. How do you feel about Ryan Day's coaching job this year? I I I feel like this is one of his best coaching jobs. It actually kind of oddly gives me some confidence in him because he didn't have the first round pick. He like this team went through a lot more struggles than and there are some things he needs to change, <clears throat> Parker Fleming. But I I feel like if this is the worst Ohio State team that they've had and we're eleven and zero and we feel confident about beating that team up north and all of the goals are ahead of us. I feel like, I don't know. I I feel like a lot of people aren't talking about it, but with all the concerns that people have had about this team, just where are you at after 11 games with Ryan Day right now? I've always been, I've always been pretty high on Ryan Day. I think he's a very good play caller. I think that Ohio State fans expect a level of kind of, I don't want to say perfection, but it's a little bit of perfection. I mean, we kind of saw it with Kyle McCord today. He was, he started like five, five for five, you know, was throwing the ball well. And then he made like the first bad pass and, Twitter turned quick, and I was like, you know, and it was a bad pass. There's no, yeah. no, no denying it, but yeah, I think we live and die by kind of like every single play, and it's a little bit of just like social media, you know, it's kind of how we just view sports in general. But um, I think in general, when you when you take a step back and you you evaluate Ryan Day as a whole, it, I mean, it's similar to me as being a Browns fan with Kevin Stefanski. I think they're similar play callers. I don't know that I love the head coach being the play caller in general. That's no. probably the only thing that really I kind of take a step back of, but I don't think Ryan Day's bad at it. Um, you know, like I said, as a Browns fan, there's plenty of people that want Kevin Stefanski fired. Kevin Stefanski might win coach of the year if the Browns get to the playoffs. Like that's just a fact because of what they've gone through. And uh, obviously Ohio State hasn't had those injuries, injury issues. And Ryan Day, a guy like that, it's kind of like it's, it's – you're probably never going to win coach of the year just because <laughs> – you know, you, you're, you're held to a level of expectation. Right. Um, you know, Ohio State's expected to go undefeated. It's just what it is. If you lose, you know, again, Ohio State's 11-0. They've yet to really even play a close game outside of Notre Dame. They've had a phenomenal season by pretty much every measurement. And if they lose Saturday, it's going to be a failed season. It's yep. just that simple. It's, it's just how it is at Ohio State. And he knows that. The players know that. Everybody knows that. Um, so it's, it's, it's a very, it's a very thankless job. Honestly, it's thankful in the, in, in the bank account. No doubt about yeah. that. You know, <laughs> I mean, his kids are going to college, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I think his son just got offered by Boston college actually. But, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. So that's cool. But, um, but it's, it's thankless in the sense of like, you know, you got to basically win a national champ. I, I always, and I told Matt this last year, we can wrap it up after this, but last year, the day after Alabama LSU, where LSU beat Alabama, in overtime or whatever it was um i was at a work conference we flew to alabama for work conference and we were on a golf course and i was on the driving range and i heard two very much alabama fans talking and they were basically wanting nick saban fired and at that point was kind of where i was like okay so every fan base does this you know like if nick saban hasn't earned the benefit (laughs) of the doubt i mean what are we doing here like and also like that was a bad season for him they lost twice both the last second like so it is when you get to that level, and obviously, Ohio State's not Alabama's own tiers category, but 
when you are at that top of college football, we're seeing with Dabo this year, right? This is Clemson's first bad year since he's been there. And Clemson was a dog. They were right. a bad program before Dabo. And it's already Clemson fans like, well, get him out of here. It's kind of like, well, you know, you, you know, it's just a high level of expectations. So I, I think Ryan Day's done a great job this year. I think you're absolutely right. You know, I, I like Kyle McCord, but he's not CJ Stroud. He's not Justin Fields. And the fact that they're still in this position with him, um, and I still confidently believe they can win a national championship with him is a good, is a good testament to Ryan day. I think he's done a better job throughout the season, putting Kyle McCord in better positions, which is important, obviously. Um, and I think that again, it, it's, it's what I said about Kyle McCord all year. It all comes down to Saturday. Unfortunately. Yeah. I hate it, but it does. A hundred percent. I just think, you know, there's for me, there's so many parallels be, between Ryan Day and Lincoln Riley. And I think that this is the first year, like you could argue this is the first year that Ryan Day had to coach, right? He's yeah. X number of years removed from days from Urban's program, Urban's players. He yeah. doesn't have that immediate first round pick. He doesn't. I mean, Ohio, uh, uh, is Luke Whipler starting for the Browns? No. Okay, I thought he. I thought he was. I thought Juan he was, Jones yeah. is. Juan Jones, right? He's hurt thought, right now. But he's been phenomenal. I thought the Brown center got injured and Luke was starting. So there's he's two. The there's, hasn't. Okay, so there's two starters and another NFL rostered offensive lineman. Right, you have the best uh, two. Two of the best young wide receivers. So you lose all these things. The offensive line hasn't recovered from losing three players, right? You lose the quarterback. You lose all these uh, all these guys that are doing really successful in the league. And so I think this is the first year that he's really, really had to coach. He's really, really had to make something work. And Lincoln Riley is seven and five with, I don't think he's generational, but a quarterback that's being deemed generational. And Ryan Day is 11 and 0 with everything in front of him with what will probably be the worst team he'll have at Ohio State. I, I think... My biggest complaint about the thing that I always say about Ryan Day is he always learns. He just learns a year too slow. Mm-hmm. So I think next year he's going to use the portal more. I I, I have faith that Parker Fleming is going to get fired. He typically fixes his mistake. I just think it takes a year too slow. Partially because I think he's a good guy and he wants to give everyone that second chance, which they don't always deserve at Ohio State, but that's not for another day. But if this is the worst team that he's had and this is his ability to coach in that, this gives me faith moving forward that he can maintain with all of the changes and we'll see, but he may not get that chance. I mean, he's not going to get fired. No one, a new AD is not coming in and firing him when, when right. that's, that's the biggest but, thing is, is he's a new, the last thing a new AD wants to do is come in and make yeah. a football uh, is make a, is make a change at the football, the head coach football position at that level. And God forbid they, they mess it up. And, you know, right. It, no, they're, they're, I know I've let, because, you know, I, I, for land grant, I cover basketball mostly. And obviously uh, there's always a conversation on Chris Holtman and stuff. And I used to kind of be on the train of like, well, it can be worse. I'm kind of off that now because it could always be better too. But also it could be worse. So you do yeah. have to, when you are making these decisions, you do have to think about that. Um, and I, like I said, Ryan, it's just, it, you know, if it's tough because he's, I do think he's a very, very good coach. I think a lot of people, and I, I think he's gone through some things that, yeah. you know, I mean, COVID was something, obviously every head coach had to deal with it, but you still have to deal with it. He's also just run into the fact that, this is like the best three years of Michigan football in a decades. <laughs> you know, like Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer was going up against Wilson Spate and John and Joe McCorn or whatever that guy yeah. is, John, John something, you know, like, I mean, Michigan fans at one point thought Shea Patterson was the answer, you know, like oh, that's, that's, that's down bad. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that that dude couldn't win the job at Ole Miss. JJ is at least an he's at oh, least gonna have JJ's a chance. Still the best quarterback they've had since probably Chad Henney. Yeah, like so, none of their other quarterbacks even had a shot at the oh, NFL. JJ is good. Oh. JJ is going to be an NFL quarterback. Yeah, he's going to get a chance yeah, to see what he can do. Good quarterback. I think when people put him in the Heisman race, I'm like, all right, yeah. that was probably yeah. one today by Bo Nix. He had six touchdowns in the first Jeez, half. Yeah, but, I saw that. Yeah. Um, but you know, but so that's another thing. Like it does matter, Ryan. Yes, he's one and two against Michigan, but. He's faced some really, really good Michigan teams that have gone to the playoff and, you know, I've been legitimate national title contender. So he didn't have to face Brady Hoke. Exactly. You know, in Rich Rod, like he, he avoided that era. So, yeah. um, you know, I do think that that I, I my always argument. And like I said, I do it with the basketball team with, with Chris Holtman. Context is very important. And I think sometimes yeah. we have these conversations like they're black and white and they're just not, you know, context matters. Things that happen in game matter and, and just, you know, it's all about perspective. So, um, you know, I'm not, you know, come Saturday, I might not be singing the same tune if they lose, but yeah, but that's why I want to lose, you know, yeah, that's how yeah, that depends on how they lose. That's why I want, I'm not doing the recap next week anyway, but that's why I wanted to get it out now. I wanted to have this is the last moment you can think rationally about Ohio State exactly. because if they beat Michigan, and they blow, if they beat Michigan and blow the doors off Ryan Day, just give them a 10 year contract. Please exactly. don't do that. That has never worked. No one with the 10 year contract it has worked. But if they lose, it's fire. So I want to take a moment while while we had some, uh, you know, <laughs> calmness and, and clarity. Our, yeah, some clarity to answer that. But all right, that's it. We'll get out of here. Ohio State beats Minnesota, thirty-seven to three. Common Court. We had uh, two hundred nineteen yards passing total, two hundred fifteen yards rushing total, an even performance, uh, and no clunkers before the game next week. Uh, so for uh, Justin, this is Jordan. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Go Bucks. <laughs>